The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Pop Insider. The Pop Insider has all the latest in news, merch reviews, and other geeky goodness. Whether you're a wizard, a Sith Lord, or a superhero, fuel your fandom at thepopinsider.com. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Sergeant, we need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am group. That I did know. These people may be isolated and unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push... Can be exactly what you need. I'm suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to. Uh, I, I think so. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was also kind of trying to help set up a new template too because of. <laughs> well. Um. Oh. I, I caught this is an actual recording of Thursday earlier today. Hail Hydra. And that had me scared. Um, Did I tell you that Thursday? Well, yeah, there, there's quite a bit. And um, I ended up having to work yesterday with Wookiee Radio because the First Order had infiltrated things. And I, I had to create a new template for for things. So oh, that's not try, trying to establish the new base. That way I could go in and go, okay, next, well, next we week's just, show, I removed this, this part. base decorated like we want it. I know. No, believe me. Um, but you actually, shifting us to a new above ground underwater suborbital volcano lair. No, no, no. are limited no. supply. Hey, hey, Thursday, have you have you finished your checks? Encryption protocol complete. Data restored. That is good to hear. Yes, yes, it is. So again, we haven't gotten very far. Welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. Hey, with the way my work week's been, I am glad I remembered to say issue instead of episode. You know, the way my week's been, I didn't even notice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm right there with you, man. I don't know. I don't know if there's something in the air or what. (laughs) Something in the air. Sorry, I have no clue what song it is. Um, 
it is the Intrepid Trio. Kylan, Eric, and myself, Mike. And I'm just going to go, how are you guys doing? I know we chatted quite a bit during pre-show, but we're on air now. So got to ask, how's everyone doing? Um, from somebody who's dodged tornadoes for the se- for the second day in a week's time, oh, I'm, yeah. uh, I- I'm okay. And, and right now, I'm... I'm considering myself fortunate because I live in the central Alabama area and there were storms that came through and uh, there have been there's been a lot of damage. And unfortunately, there's been some loss of life. And so Mm. I, I cannot complain about any inconveniences that I have, man, I. Now that I have successfully brought the show to a screeching halt. <laughs> no. Um, I, it's, it's been a crazy week. I mean, for me, I, I'm just totally mind fried because I, I'm learning. This is, a, this is a big step up for me at work. I'm learning a new position um, at our premiere stage. And congratulations on that, by the way. And, and it's... Man. For audio-wise, it's one of the more stressful positions you could do. Um, I'm I'm loving it. I'm enjoying the challenge. I'm enjoying that it it, it is challenging me. Um, but man, after doing 13 shows in a day, I am I'm shot. Well, that's understandable. I mean, no, when you. When you when you're learning something new, as exciting as it is, you're definitely using more brain cells at that point, and you know it's yeah, it's draining, but yeah. in a good way. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, very much so. Um, but check out the homepage on MightyMarvelGeeks.net. Uh, support our affiliates like um, Biddy Boomers, uh, superhero stuff. They got some great Marvel hero boxes out there. Um, I think I still have Loot Crate up there, which I think I'm dropping Loot Crate because I, I've just been battling them. But it's still there if you want benefit um, with our affiliate code or using our affiliate link to help us out. Uh, our T Public Store, our our um, our actual web store, which. I I was looking at it, and I think uh, I, I like the guy. I like the company that's running our web store, but I think they got a little overzealous, and I and I understand there is a lot on there to look at. I'm going to start narrowing stuff down, maybe a couple different sweatshirt options, because um, I know there's like because there's sweatshirts, there's hats, there's t-shirts, knit hats, and a few other things. Uh, I know for me, there's a sweatshirt. I'm, I'm a hoodie guy, pullover guy with the hoodies. Uh, the rest of my family, there's zip up. Okay. And, and there is a hoodie option. Um, it's by the same company. It's the exact same hoodie pattern wise with the same coloring, same color options for the sleeves and whatnot. It's the same pattern. It's just one's a pullover and one's a zip up. And it's the exact same fleece hoodie. Okay. It's just okay. one has a zipper and one doesn't. Um, so I think I'm gonna, I'm definitely going to have that option for you know whoever in your family likes it zip ups or likes pullovers and for those who prefer the zip up. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of narrow it down. We're only going to have one flex fit hat uh, for each show. The rest are going to be um, a few others are going to be adjustable. Uh, I may have a bucket hat in there or a visor for those who want visors or a bucket hat. Uh, and then of course the knit hats for those who like to wear knit hats all year round. So, um, there'll be those options as well. Nice. Um, so yeah, I guess let's just go ahead and jump right into it. Who wants, who wants to tackle, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier first? 
I'm going to say the first sequence is worth the price of admission. Yes. Falcon's mission, and I don't guess we need to say spoiler alert now because it's been almost a week. And well, by the time that you hear this, because we're recording on Thursday night, uh, another ish episode will have dropped. Um, I always thought that Falcon kind of got a bit of a raw deal in the MCU thus far because right. he was he's a great character. I love this version so much more than the comic version. Mm-hmm. I want to say real quick, I, I'm, I'm looking at Marvel.com. They're doing a recap on this, which I don't understand why they didn't do a recap on WandaVision unless I missed it. But they're calling it the Intel report. I kind of want to steal that for us. This is our Intel report on. Uh, OK, right. Yeah. Or, or, well, you know, it's like well, well, on the show notes called the debrief. Yeah. Cool. This is the this is our Falcon and Winter Soldier Intel debrief. Okay. So we're so we're only partially stealing from Marvel.com. We're going to call ours the debrief. <laughs> there you there go. go. It's the Falcon and Winter Soldier, the debrief. I love how Red Wing plays more of a role here. Yeah. 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 I mean, and, and the way he the communication the way he communicates with them now like he just well you know he says hey get him off our yeah get him off our butts yes hey, is it wrong to say i want a toy red wing with the no. laser and the missiles um sure i would want that what are you talking about yeah <laughs> you know i would i would even say it'd be cool to have just for display purposes a lego red wing yes yes it would it would almost have to be a specially molded piece, just given the size of it, mm-hmm. um, or or it be a uh, it be like a, a single uh, it be like a tile that has Red Wings image printed on it. Yes. Now I'm talking I'm talking almost like a half scale or full scale red oh, ring. See, my my brain immediately goes to minifigures. No, I'm thinking I'm thinking larger. Yeah, because for a minifig, it would have to be a uh, either a very small. be either a very well exact. It would have to be at least a, a one by one. Yeah, tile. It, that's what it would be. Is a one by one tile, and it would be printed. It'd be printed at an angle. Yeah. So you put it on, it would be more of a diamond right. to uh, represent what he looks like. But I mean, really, this is kind of the the Falcon sequence that we have wanted. Mm-hmm. Of course, we also have been kind of. It, it also raises questions: Where did he get this new tech? Well, di- oh, oh yeah, you're right. Because I don't think Red Wing wasn't really able to do all of that. Yeah, Red Wing wasn't this advanced the last time we saw it, and no. it's in game. Um, his in-game stuff, his his gear just didn't seem as as epic, awesome as this was. I mean, with it, can we just talk about the shield wings, the wing shield? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, that to me was just absolutely. It, 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 finally, there's a use for these wings other than flying. Right. Here's my thought about where he got the tech. Remember, he is working with for with a gentleman by the name of First Lieutenant Joaquin Torres. Uh huh. We also see. I know we haven't gotten there yet. We kind of get another. We get a very good cameo in the beginning as well. Yes, I thought that was a very good choice for a cameo. Mm -hmm. Who's to say the tech isn't tied in? 
to with this particular initiative, which is approved by the Sokovia Accords or falls under the protection of the Sokovia Accords in many ways, that this is tech that Tony had been working on pre-blip that Pepper was able to get Stark Industries to finish. And who knows, maybe finished with a new intern who later becomes Ironheart. Possible. For the military. Because we know this isn't Hammer Tech. Now, see, I was thinking maybe it could be Hammer Tech, but I don't know that Sam would be all that comfortable you know, using Hammer Technology. Uh, I, I don't think our uh, – oh, we'll just go ahead and say it. I don't think Rhodey would be cool about – I mean, he's already use, utilizing some Hammer Tech that has probably been modded heavily by Stark afterwards with War mm-hmm. Machine. Yeah. So um, – but – uh, getting back to, you know, we have the, the shield wings, which was awesome. That whole sequence was just awesome. E- even with the elements that you're looking at going, that is not realistic. That would never happen. If they show actual, f- if they were able to show the actual footage and not a CGI footage of a squirrel suit being able to fly that close to a hel- you know, glide in that close to a helicopter and do that to get into the bay, then I will say I'm wrong. That was incredible now, stunt work. Yes, but also let's let's back that up for just a second. That was Batrock the Leaper that was leading that group, was it not? I I think it was because if you remember, they said he was going to come back in this series, and I I don't think he's done because uh, yeah, the the guy who played him in Winter Soldier, I'm pretty sure that was him. I would have to go back and uh, and re and and rewatch that part because you know, full confession time. I only watched this this afternoon. I got caught up, but by the skin of my teeth. Well, let, I guess before we go any further, here, here's here's the breakdown. Known hostiles, Batroc and the LAF and the Flag Smashers. So the group with the red red handprints is the Flag, yes. flag Smashers. That's the Flag Smashers, yes. I was kind of hoping that the Flag Smasher would be the guy in charge and the outfit would be Ultimatum. Oh, okay. I, I, was, I was just kind of hoping that. Uh, so known friendlies. James Rhodey Rhodes, War Machine, Sam, Sarah Wilson, Sam's sister, AJ and Cass, Sam's nephews, First Lieutenant Joaquin Torres, which he has a history in Marvel Comics uh, because he become because in the comics he was the teen he was the human Falcon teenager who uh, who become who takes on the moniker Falcon, becoming the sidekick to Sam Wilson. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Dr. Raynor and Yori Nakajima locations, Delacroix, Louisiana, Okay. Brooklyn, New York. Yes. The Captain America Museum exhibit, Washington, DC, uh-huh. which they need to actually make that actual thing at the, mu- it, it at the museum, as, at the Museum of American History or museum. Yeah. Well, in, in the show, it was the Smithsonian. Yeah. And that makes perfect sense that the Smithsonian would have it. I'm just trying to think which Smith, uh, which Smithsonian Museum would it be 
perfect fit for. I think it'd be the, the Museum of American History, because that's where the one where a lot of the pop culture stuff is as well. Like yeah. the 1980 U.S. Olympic team hockey jersey, the Mr. Rogers, you know, some of the stuff from Mr. Rogers and Friends and Kermit the, the Frog, the original Kermit the Frog. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's, it is there, if I remember correctly. I, I watched the special where they were refurbishing that model. And the model is huge. Yeah. I mean, there's Star Wars props there. Yeah. So. And I do love the fact that that Sam donated the shield. Right. Do do I do I still want to see him with the shield? Do I still want to see him with, uh, you know, in the, the, the Captain America Falcon outfit from the comics? Yes. But this totally strikes me as something that Sam would do. Right. So technically, at this point in time, the shield is Sam's property. Uh-huh. He has donated it, loaned yes. it to the Smithsonian for the exhibit. Yes. And that's kind of kind of an open ended loan, not a, not a permanent donate. It wasn't a donation. It was it was a loan for the exhibit. Okay, loan for the exhibit. Now I don't know how those things are done in real life. How those things are negotiated. Because technically, technically, that shield was always government property. True. Because if you remember in the first Avenger, it was sitting around on the, uh, in the lab for the SSR. Right. But and that kind of brings me to another question, though. The donation ceremony. That felt more like a in memoriam to Steve Rogers. Yeah. So that is I've seen a lot of chatter on social media about is Steve dead? I'm saying probably not because we would have had a funeral scene for him. I mean, we had one for Tony. We had one for Peggy. You don't let Steve Rogers die and not show a funeral. Right. I'm thinking he's probably like faked his death if if there has been a death part. And there, that also explains why he's not there at that ceremony. You know, maybe he or maybe he just he like changed his name or adopted a new identity once he went back in time to Peggy. Could be. So as far as the world knows. He disappeared returning the stones, and he never came back. I don't think he is dead. I don't think he is either. Because you also can't come back for a cameo if you're dead, unless you're doing like some kind of timey-wimey stuff. Right. Flashbacks. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Our official flashback sound effect, Curcio of Wayne and Garth. So that there's that question. I, I do want resolution on that. Maybe we'll see a Steve cameo at some point. I hope so. Even it could it could be something as simple as the two of them FaceTiming. Yeah. Face you know, FaceTime with Steve or just like it's a phone call or a text message. Yeah, which would be I mean, re- the, really easy to set up. Yeah, that would be totally easy to set up because and they already did because they said you know, the therapist said you you have 10 numbers on this phone. You have been ignoring texts from Sam. And she doesn't mention Steve. No. And 
I, I'm trying to think where I was where I was about to go with this. The uh, psychiatrist? No, I was gonna. I was going back to. I, I was going back to Sam for a minute. Um, I okay. I like the way his family story is going down from a character development standpoint. Kylan, we're not hearing you, by the way. Okay, how about now? Yep. Now we yep. can. Now we can. Yay. Okay. Well, my my thing is this. I, I I just I think about at the end of Endgame when Steve gave him the shield and 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 I know Steve would Steve wouldn't be the kind of person that will say well you have to do this you know but Steve and Steve also knows that he he knows that giving it to Sam that Sam would do the right thing by him with it. I don't think, and I'm not saying that he would get, you know, chewed out for it, but I don't think that Sam, I don't think Steve really wanted Sam to give it up like that. I mean, I get why he did, you know, because Sam, Sam says, you know, there could be only one captain in America, and I get that. But, you know, I don't know. It, I, 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 the, the ceremony, like it, it spoke to me. I get it. And there was this part of me that, I don't know, maybe that's a good way of bringing Steve in. Like you said, you know, FaceTime, phone call, you know, say, Hey, you know, I trusted you with this. I trust you to do the right thing by, you know, right thing you know, about it. Cause Sam, Sam's got a lot of crap going on right now. I mean, Hey, we found out that none of the vendors get paid. There's probably an expense account to where you know things are taken care of, but right. yeah, you don't get a you don't get a stipend. No, I'm guessing. I, I'm sure Stark was probably picking up the tab on most of it. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. It, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. You know. Yeah, it, it was mm-hmm. an expense write off. I mean, uh, he owned the tower, and I'm pretty sure he was responsible for building uh, the compound in northern New York. You yeah. know, but. And I, I, it does. When I got to that scene, I was kind of like, "Dude, you are really a d bag to to be trying to get all chummy and do the selfies and stuff, and then say <laughs> you're not getting you long." I mean, I kind of wanted to, to high five his face with a two by four at that point. Yeah. <laughs> and then turn around, ask for another selfie. Yeah. I, it, I like where this is going from a pure character development standpoint because it's making the story more interesting. Right. Yes. It's it's hitting home. How many times have we tried to get a loan and not got it? it because you know you know why he's trying to get the loan. Yes. And it also raises the question, you know, what it, what does happen when several billion people come back from the dead? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have – and if you're a, 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 a like a bank, let's just go ahead and use this example. All of a sudden, you've got people that are coming back saying, you know, I'm, I'm looking for – I'm looking for a loan. And, you know, you don't have – you don't have previous income from the past five years because you haven't existed for the past five years. Right. And you've got a run of people trying to do it, and there's you just may not be in a position to grant all these loans, so you have to put more stringent, uh, you know, requirements on getting one. Right, but I mean, because you're going to get an influx of people needing money for homes, for cars, 
basic needs that, you know. And I do like that they are, that they're touching on this. You know, what is everyday life like after the blip? You know, we saw a little bit of it with uh, with Monica. You're seeing it here with Sam. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, you know, the, the, and then there's that tension that he's having to deal with between him and his sister. Um, you know, it, it, it's interesting that the sister doesn't care that, you know, he's he, he saved the world. You know, she doesn't care about that. Well, you could tell there's there is that, like you said, there's that tension because it's kind of like you had to go off and play boy hero. But there was stuff that needed to be done here. Right. You know, saving the world was a whole lot more. It was so much easier choice than, you know, saving the family business. True. Right. Unfortunately, you know, but it's true. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, I mean, you know, he's trying to, it's, it's not like he actually has a normal life, you know, but, yeah. you know, but, you know, when you're trying to get a bit of normalcy and even that bit of normalcy is, you know, right. real, mm-hmm. you know, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I have to admit, like, and I agree with you, Eric, I, as much as I love Sam, I, I do think I felt like he got a raw deal through the MCU. And not in a bad way. The thing is, I mean, you, you had you have limited time, mm-hmm. you know, even even though we're talking about 2021 movies, you still have limited time to develop these characters. Not everybody's showing up in every movie. Right. So um, to see him finally have this, no, we kind of get this opportunity to get to know him a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like I said, it does raise a lot of questions. I'm like you guys. I'm wondering. Well, I know I know that Anthony Mackie said that Falcon gets a an Iron Man like upgrade in, you know, in the series. Um, and I think he said you get to see some of that in, in the first episode. And, yeah, I, I'm loving that these wings can now, like I said, the wing shield. I loved it. You know, this upgrade to Red Wing. I love it. But I, I'm like, you guys, now I got a big question mark. Like, where does this come from? Now, I mean, yeah. I know that Sam was always tweaking stuff. But, you know, I mean, not to that level. Yeah, you know? I mean, just he's sitting. He's sitting there after the mission. He's doing wiring work on, I guess, that little weapon pod. And I'm just kind of like, really? Right. I, 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 that is that some. That's a part of him I didn't know existed. What did he create the XO Seven? I thought. Now, see, my memory may be flawed. He was a test pilot. I knew that. Right. I don't remember any mention of him actually inventing the thing. But I mean, if you are a test pilot, you tend to get to know how your how your gear works. Right. So I mean, it's it's not something that I called shenanigans over. It was, right. it was a surprise. And his comment about not wanting the 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 Air Force people to work on it because you know if they don't do it right or he gets twitchy. Mm-hmm. It's just it was something that I did not real I, I did not expect. We'll put it that way. So according to <clears throat> the MCU wiki, uh-huh. creator of the 
The prototype was the Air National Guard. The creator of the Avengers version was Tony Stark. Okay. Now, apparently, the owners of the Avengers suit would be the Air Force and the National and the Air National Guard. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I I, I have to admit that kind of. I mean, but like you said, he, you know, if he's a test pilot, he has an intimate knowledge of how it works, you know, because he's tweaking it all the time. Yeah. I mean, but those upgrades, I, I can't see those upgrades all coming from him. I'm not saying he's not smart enough to do it, but I'm just talking about resources for that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so let's switch gears and go over to Bucky. Mm-hmm. Who who is having his own problems? Yeah, mainly mainly with the with the uh, with the nightmares that he quote unquote does not have, and the fact that he is trying to go. It's good that he is that they mentioned that he has gotten a pardon, mm-hmm. which which you figure Sam has gotten one as well, right? Yeah. yeah basically, everybody who was team Cap during Civil War got a, must have gotten a pardon, right? So. You have uh, Bucky. I love this. It is a it's a great callback to Cap's little notebook of you know things to try. <laughs> yes, yes. And you have you know the the amends list. You know making amends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked. I paused the uh, I paused the scene where he's where he's got it open and he's like you know crossing off Atwood's name. Yeah, uh, there is a Heinrich Zemo on that list. Yep, which we know he's going to show up. Uh, there was also the uh, the uh, oh, what was the the Japanese guy's last name? Um, hang on, I tell you, Nakajima. Uh, Nakajima. Nakajima. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Okay. I just I just noticed something. What? All right. Um, I, I I pulled up the IMDb page for for the series. Okay, we know that the bad guys, you know, the bad guy group, is called the Flag Smashers. Yep. Which again, I wish that Flag Smasher had just been the head of the organization and the organization be called Ultimatum, kind of like it was in the comics. Now, uh, if you look up Flag Smasher on Wikipedia, the first Flag Smasher was born Carl Morgenthau. He's the son of a Swiss banker turned diplomat. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking at the list of the cast and crew, and Ellen Kellyman, actress, is playing Carly Morgenthau. Oh. So she, she should be familiar because if I remember right, she also plays Empress Nest in solo. She might. Um, but I just thought that was. That was literally something I just now noticed. So, yeah, we're gonna get the we're gonna get a version of Flag Smasher, not just the group, but the but the person. I think so. Yeah. So looks like we are. But anyway, um, y- the uh, the guy, the the old Japanese man, is also on the amends list. Is where I was about to go with this. Right. Right. And we didn't. You don't figure out why. Until the scene, the part where he goes to the guy's apartment. Right. And I would like to think that he goes to the apartment 
with the full intention of admitting, you know, basically telling him what happened to his son. Yes. Because the son was the kid, he, the witness that he killed in, in the nightmare. Right. But he can't do it. Yeah, I mean, what really, what good would that do? I mean, the, the man, the, it, it wouldn't bring the son back, you know? No, it, he was told, you know, wrong place, wrong time. And that was the truth. He was in the right. wrong place at the wrong time. But how could you go and this is a this is a thing that uh, we saw in Civil War. You know, Bucky killed Tony's parents. Mm-hmm. How do you admit that to somebody you've grown to like? And that may be the what's stopping him is that he yeah. he knows he remembers what happened. Yeah, you know? he, he, he's there because he feels he needs to redeem himself for what he did. Right. But. He needs to make amends for himself, but can't mm-hmm. because of this. Mm-hmm. I mean, are, if you you say you're making amends, well, you you confess that you killed the guy's son. Well, maybe you've made amends for yourself. Exactly. But have you truly made things right? Probably not. Mm-hmm. No, you haven't. Because instead, you've ba- you've just added to the guy's pain. Right. Now you could you could kind of fudge that and said, you know, I saw what happened to your son. He was killed by a Hydra assassin. Mm-hmm. Uh because he he witnessed. You know, he he was literally in the wrong place at the wrong time. And technically wouldn't be a lie. No, it would be uh-huh. it would be the truth every bit of it. But I I don't think he can because he is too um uh, what call it? To uh, well, he's haunted. To, he's haunted, but he's also too invested in protecting the father as a way of yeah. trying to also redeem actions that he did when he didn't have control. So the, you think that this is his way of making amends is befriending the the dad? Yes, mm-hmm. but I think too because of that he's struggling to because he has befriended the dad. He's looking out for the dad in his own way. He can't. He can't follow through what he need on what he needs to do and tell him, mm-hmm. "Hey, I did this, and it was not my intent." Right. Because I had no control over the time. I was a brainwashed assassin. That you know that's the truth. I know that's the truth. Bucky knows that's the truth. But if you go up and tell somebody. You know, hey, I killed your kid, but I was brainwashed. They're not going to understand. They're not going to understand. They're not going to care. Well, well, look at it with with Tony. Yeah. He didn't care. No, because all all he knows is, hey, you did this. You know, it 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 doesn't matter to circumstances you did it yeah right and that's what most people are going to see mm-hmm. right i mean i the thing is i un, i i get where bucky is coming from mm-hmm. and i get that you know he obviously this is the one guy that he actually can relate to because you know they're both pretty close in age <laughs> you know um <laughs> Although I love the the girl says the the one woman says how old are you hundred six she just kind of looked at it they just laugh it's just kind of like and she goes her laugh is like I totally don't believe you and he's just kind of like yeah I shouldn't have said that yeah 
yeah, and so I, you know, that's the thing. You know, he feels this. He has this one person that he feels some type of connection with, right. and it makes you want to be honest with that person. You want to respect that person, but then you know you have to stop and ask yourself, like, you know. And I think maybe he, you know, if I do this, does it really make things better, or may, or me, or is me being a friend to him is that? Me making amends. Yeah, you know? how better make amends for what you did? Right, but the problem is he he knows he needs to tell him mm-hmm. to to completely make the amends that he he needs to make, but he can't do it because of how he's already established what would be considered making amends without telling him, "Hey, I was brainwashed." Hired well, that, assassin that killed your son because he that, was because he yeah. was an idiot for being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Well, technically, it wasn't that he was an idiot for being in the wrong place at the wrong time. He just wasn't getting his key to work. Right. Yeah, but uh, even my, but I think even if you if he had um, made it into the room, he still would have ended up dead because he saw saw Bucky. If he had into his room before that happened, though, he wouldn't have. But again, though, the question is, you know, do you can you fully make amends for what you did if he doesn't know what you did? Right. That's that's kind of a gray area. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I mean, do you tell him an assassin for a terrorist organization known as Hydra, you killed him? That's not a lie. That's not a lie, but it's not quite – well, you know, it is the truth. Mm-hmm. It is the truth. It's just leaving out – it's just not the whole truth. Right. I mean – It's 90% the, truth. I mean, Bucky Bucky is completely different from – Bucky now is completely different from who he was then, you know? Oh, Yeah. And, and so and a lot of that you, is because of Wakanda. Right. And so, I mean, all right, to, to kind of throw in, you know, uh, Obi, no, Obi-Wan reference, you know, it, it is the truth from a certain point of view. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know that that's kind of playing fast and loose with the truth, but <laughs> this Bucky would not have done what that Bucky did. No. You know, so why... And on this one, on one, and one side of him, like, why should this Bucky pay? I get why, and I'm not saying that absolve. You know, you we should absolve him of everything he's done. You know, he needs to make amends that for him to make peace with himself. That's what he needs to do. I get it, but you do this if you if he were to say, "Hey, I did this thing," you you just bring added pain to the to this person that you see as a friend mm-hmm. you ruin a friendship you ruin the one at least at this point the one connection that you have that and I mean I mean that's not to say that there isn't still Sam and Steve out there but he's he doesn't see Sam and Steve every day not at this point right I I I, I, I <laughs> I don't know. I, I think maybe, maybe I need episode two to kind of get a little more clarity to this because I start thinking about it and all of a sudden all my ethics classes start coming up and I'm like, yeah. eh. you know? So 
so where do you think episode two and beyond is going to go? What are what are some of the things that you think we're going to see? Well, we know the sixth place, unlike WandaVision, three, which was three weeks after the blip. This is a few months after the blip. Right. Um, we see Carl from Up as the new Captain America. John Walker, they call him the new Captain America, but he will always be the U.S. agent to us. Yes. Right, because we know that's where it's going. Yes. Um, I think we are eventually heading to, based on comments Anthony Mackie has made before, and I'm sure he's a great guy, and this may come out the wrong way, and I apologize. Again, I'm mind fried because of everything with work. Uh, but we, we've talked about it off air in the past. Um, mm-hmm. He had made a comment when the show was announced. It, it's going to be great for kids to see a black Captain America. Right. Cool. We agree. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, the whole race bend, gender bend, whatever is fine. Why? Because it was already done in the comics and they're taking the current they're taking the current route with sam is took was the latest to take the reins of the title Mm -hmm. hence why we had a great run with sam wilson captain america Mm -hmm. and i think there's going to be the tie-in because they're even in the comics, there was a relationship between Cap and Falcon. There was a relationship later with the Winter Soldier and Falcon because of Cap. Right. I haven't figured out what story arc they're going with this, but I think we're going to get a mix of Sam Wilson, Captain America, and Bucky Barnes, Captain America, those two different runs combined for the Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is going to have more more of Sam taking on the mantle of Captain America from John Walker. Mm -hmm. Because we're also getting the U.S. agent story arc as well. Yeah, see, this is where I'm with you. I think there will be a Sam versus Walker showdown. Mm Mm-hmm. Because Captain America number 350, this was the very first Captain America issue that I ever bought. And that's the reason that I remember the specific issue. Mm -hmm. It had the showdown between Steve Rogers and John Walker. Mm -hmm. It was essentially the battle for the shield. Yes. And basically once Steve beat Walker, they both they went to the commission, basically the 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 Captain America Board of Trustees, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And you know, basically, they said, you know, while it's true that the government does own the name and the shield of Captain America, it is you, Steve Rogers, who have made those mean something. Mm-hmm. So I think they're probably going to. Take a, a pinch of that, a pinch of the uh, of the U.S. agent origin storyline, because he started out as the super patriot. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And personally, I think we're going to see the power broker. Yes. Yeah. Because because that is where Walker got his strength. It was right. kind of like it was kind of like the the super soldier serum. And uh, I've heard somebody say that this is going to be. 
uh, how Walker has his powers. He's got like a different version of the super soldier serum that he has to keep taking, kind of like Jeff Mace did in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. So I think that is a great way to basically go a long way towards tying Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. back in and also uh, bringing in the power broker as the one who creates these. Okay, thank you for mentioning Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. There Mm -hmm. has been, on the various pages on Facebook, there's been a lot of people questioning, are the shows Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Daredevil, Iron Fist, etc., anything that has not appeared on the big screen, Mm -hmm. is it part of the MCU canon? And the debate and the answers have been yes and no, one or the other. What do we say? I say yes because the shows reference the movies and and are directly affected by the movies. Yeah. Whether the movies, you know, and of course Feige said no, and that was before Marvel Studios took over the TV, you know, took over, well, they really didn't, before they acquired the rights to the TV show or the ABC series and before they essentially took over Runaways and Cloak and Dagger and the Netflix shows, and they did Hellraiser or Hellstrom, and they did. Uh, there was no. Of course, they announced they're doing these other series, like Ghost Rider, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I think it's been said Ghost Rider is not happening. Um, they they're all tied together. Right. I mean, see, the thing is like, oh, gosh. okay, so the TV shows like and like Luke Cage and all those shows referenced the Battle of New York. Mm -hmm. And up until what was it? Episode, I mean, season four, season five, season five reference was season five referenced. Um. Uh. What was it? Um. Sokovia. Yeah. No. Infinity War. Yeah. Although you know that was season two. Uh. Season two referenced Sokovia. Season mm-hmm. f- uh, five referenced Infinity War. As well, they had the, they said that a wheel, a giant wheel, was seen over uh brook over New York. Okay. So so you had all that, but then you know it went into an alternate universe of some type, and it, okay, and I'm fine with that. But that to me that doesn't change that they're they're tied they they they're they're connected and just ju- just because somebody fa- finds it inconvenient or that you know there's not you know th- this isn't a big enough playground for us to really you know care or whatever I I, I don't know but to me yeah you know it. it if you've referenced one, one has referenced the other constantly. Now, true, the movies have not done anything to reference the TV shows, but the shows reference the movies. Right. To me, that that, that that's enough of a connection. Yeah, though it would be nice if the movies did acknowledge the show. Well, I totally agree. Um, the the closest no. the closest to that is um, 
with going into uh, Age of Ultron with the Theta Project. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so kind of going back just for a moment um, as to what we think we'll see. In the, if you remember in the trailer, there's a scene where Sam is throwing the shield. Right. Right. I think they steal the shield. I, I think that that's this is why also why the government is after him. Mm-hmm. Because this is this has been some time ago. I think like when the series was first announced, and they were talking about the show being basically Sam and Bucky are on the run from a from this government agency, and it was all about the shield. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about so, that. So what happens if if you know we saw how Sam was taking that press conference there on TV? Mm-hmm. You know, the, the shield that that I do, that Cap gave to me that I donated to the museum has basically been taken out of the case and given to this wannabe. Right. Even though it's John Walker, we shall call him Carl. <laughs> Carl. <laughs> Hello, my name is Doug, and I will be your lifelong companion. Shield, <laughs> and and I get it. He's not meant to be likable. No, no, he's, he's not. Not meant to be likable. I, now I say they 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 may steal the shield. I could see it happening where Walker's first you know, battle, you know, his, his first op as Captain America. He loses it yeah. because I do. I do believe that is how Steve, as just playing the captain, came to have it. Right. So I mean, that's that's a very good. It's a very good question as to how Sam comes back into the shield. But I think that's what's going to happen, and we're we know that um, Sharon Carter is going to show up. Yep. Right. How are we? You know, how are we going to see her? Uh, are we going to get? Uh, are, are we going to? Uh, are we going to get any more kind of uh, cameos like that? Well, she's in it for more than just one episode, isn't she? Uh, she may be. I mm-hmm. see. Yeah, she's in there for five episodes, according to IMDb. Okay. Six episodes total. So first one's down. She's in the rest of the series. Yeah, she's got to show up next time around to get that number in. And so, same goes with Zemo. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think we're going to see a lot of the uh, the who gets the shield thing. Yeah. And I want to see more Batrock. OK, I do. Oh, man. God, yes. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, according to IMDb, we don't. No. Not in Falcon. So not, not in this series. We don't. Because IMDb just says one episode. Man, I love that truck. Oh, gosh. And I love how they've made him less lame than he was in the comics. Yes. I mean, granted, he's still the guy that gets beat, but, you know, he's he's formidable now. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he I mean. The, the fight between him and Steve in um, Winter Soldier, I still say it's one of the best fights in all of the MCU. Yes. Probably the best. Well, at least until Shang-Chi comes along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, and, and the thing was, up until that time, it was sort of like every time Batroc showed up, you were just kind of like, Okay, you know, because they they always just made him over the top, but you didn't realize that 
you know, he's he, uh, he he's usually fighting some of the best fighters in the MCU. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, is uh, no Iron Fist, Cap. Uh, probably, I'm pretty sure he ain't Daredevil. Must have no tussled a time or two. You know, you, so you be- uh, and wait, and Batroc sh- did, didn't Batroc show up in um what what animated series was it? Was the Ultimate Spider Man showed up? It's possible. He's been so. in the comics since 1966. Really? That far back? It's that far back. Uh, he was in Tales of Suspense. Uh, let's see. What uh, what issue was it? Number 75. Jeez. Well, I know the first time that I saw him, it had been in Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. It was before, you know, it was when Iron Fist was a solo issue before he teamed up with uh, Luke Cage. I uh, mean, you know, it was Power, Power Man and Iron Fist. So it was before that. Mm-hmm. So I think that must have, that, that had to be in the early 70s at that point. Okay. Well, almost hate to say it, guys. It's almost that time. Uh, any final thoughts? Uh,. I, as much as I enjoyed WandaVision, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed WandaVision, I am thoroughly invo- enjoying Ca- uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and I, I'm like on countdown for every episode now. Like, I, I decide to, that one I don't even try watching on my lunch. I wait until the end of the day and then watch it just so I can just immerse myself in all of the. The, the whole experience. So. Yeah, I, I think I'm as uh, I'm with you. I I look forward to WandaVision, but I'm also looking forward to you Falcon and Winter Soldier for totally different reasons. WandaVision was more of a cerebral series. Mm-hmm. What is real? What is uh, what is not? You know, how is illusion better than reality? So on and so forth. Right. There wasn't a whole lot of action. Right. Except, say, you know, in at the tail end, we knew there was going to be action in this. Right. And that's what we that's what we want. I mean, we know this is going to be it's a rock'em, sock'em robots kind of deal. And it's okay to look forward to different shows for different things. Right. Right. Well, Kylan, final thoughts. Um, You know what? I'm I'm just. I'm just excited for to see what's going to happen next. I'm excited to see Magipore, you know, because you know it's it's one of those things. It's sort of like when you finally get to see Asgard. You know, I I have this picture in my head, and you know that picture really doesn't change, but it's interesting to see how somebody else portrays it, and you know what. Will that mean for what comes in the MCU? Because down ever just just for the show, that means I've often feels like that means that something else is there. Right. Uh, for me, uh, my final notes: uh, one, Black Widow pushed back yet again, July 9th, but supposedly this time with um, with Disney Plus premiere access. Uh, two. Oh, I just had the second one. Oh, the ECHL hockey team, Jacksonville Icemen, they've already warned them, but you go to their website and you could participate in the auction to try and win it, win win some of the various jerseys and gloves that they are wearing for their Marvel night as they are wearing a Thanos-inspired uniform complete with 
gold gloves, and the left glove has the Infinity Stones on them. Nice. How mm. about that one? Okay. Oh, just one, one more last little thing. Do either of you guys remember the show Mantis? Yes. 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 Okay, the guy who played Miles Hawkins, which I, I guess I think is I think was the main character. Yeah, he was the main character. Um, he's going to be showing up in the next episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. No. Oh, really? Yes. His name is Carl Lumley. IMDb does not give a name for his character. Hmm. I think well, that might be on purpose. What happens if you click on uh, this week's episode? Does it have a break? Because it should give you a breakdown, the episode name and the cast in the episode. It's just, all it says on him is episode 1.2. Hmm. Interesting. Uh-huh. Wonder if mm-hmm. he's going to be someone big. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about it. Wow. Yeah. So we, we may have... Uh, it may have a, we may have our next uh, watershed cameo here. Hmm. Well, could hmm. or it could be just a background character that we'll never see again. Yep. Yep. Um, well, on that note, I think it's time for us to say good night. We'll s- hopefully have you guys all catch up with us next week as well, and the following weeks after that. Uh, sometime soon, we will find out if we made the nominees list for the Webbies. Because the, the nomination we have submitted, soon find out if we are a, uh, a finalist for the for the Webbies, if we've made it to the nomination. I think they call it the nomination room, because I think the part of the Webbies, too, is also a fan vote. Sure, I don't Look, remember. Look, so we get to the Sweet 16, I'm good. Oh, wait, sorry, wrong wrong thing. For, for all you University of Florida fans, I got two words for you. Oral Roberts. Man, dude, <laughs> I just that felt good seeing that happen. No, I mean, well, Oral Roberts is what happened to uh, the uh, the Ohio State University too. Yep, yep. So uh, Thursday, if you would please activating security protocol self destruct sequence, erasing all data. Well, so much for uh, data being restored. <laughs> Did you? Con- what was that, Just kidding. Uh, Yes, this is Dudley in tech support. Have you tried turning off your thirsty and turning her back on again? I'm not a schwaffle. Here at the Cosmic Pizza Podcast, we make every show from the finest ingredients. Juicy interviews, fiery film nights, delicious desert island DVDs. And pack it all into a slice of life in every episode. Order up our specials now from your delivery guys. Sean from Canada. Dan from Kent in the UK. And Paul from near Liverpool in the UK. Here on the ESO Network. The Cosmic Pizza Podcast. Serving you a slice of life. Mmm-mmm. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping at the Tee Public Store 
which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This has been a Weeby Geeks production.